0: What's going on Bears fans and welcome to the first episode of CHGO Bears presented by PointsBet. Make sure to use our code CHGO when you sign up to live your bet life. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get podcasts and leave a five star review. I am your host, Will DeWitt, and I am joined by two pretty epic co-hosts. Everyone knows Nicholas Moriano. We've been podcasting for seven years and I am just honored and privileged to have a third co-host here with Olin Owen, how's it going? It's going good, man.
1: I've been waiting. It's epic to work with the Chicago Audible guys. So I I appreciate you guys having me on. I'm excited about this new podcast. Excited about to see where we can go with it, build maybe, hopefully, the best uh, Bears podcast in Chicago.
0: Uh, I have high confidence that we can hit uh, that mark, especially, you know, having you here on the team. Uh, were you like us, like pinching ourselves heading into the studio, knowing like you get a podcast with us? Because I was doing the <laughs> same thing. Like-
1: That's exactly right, and and obviously hoping that the guys would get me above fifteen dollars an hour. So we got to fifteen <laughs> and .01, So I so I'm good. Now I'm good. It's all it's all I was asking from the bears was just a cent more, and they couldn't do it. So uh, the you know the good guys here, they they got me there. So here I am, and and obviously getting to meet you
2: guys and and pick your guys' brains is gonna be fun.
0: It's gonna be a really great time, Nick. Can
2: you believe this? I mean, driving down, like my dad texts me, he's like, "Hey, I'm so proud of you," and you know, almost got a little emotional there. And then seeing the studio next to all the recruits, you will—it's this is this is awesome. We get to talk bears in in person. We're we're so used to doing this from our dorm rooms, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Where where this all kind of started. And Getting to do this here. It is surreal, but I cannot wait to get this thing rolling. Mm-hmm.
0: I'll show you the videos of like the very first, like even like the pilot uh, of the Bears Brothers podcast. At the time, me sitting in a dorm room, just having fun in front of a camera, working on overlays. It's uh, so crazy how far we've come. And again, Owen Kruitz is a coworker of ours. He is a colleague, and I, <laughs> those are words I've never thought I would utter in my entire lifetime.
2: No, absolutely. But I mean, that's why this podcast—it does have the potential to be the best Bears co- podcast in town. We have. A great group of people. We have an awesome production team. And now, just about getting things rolling. Like I said earlier, Rolling with Owen. Rolling was with Olin. Was that a segment? That's a, that yeah. was a t-shirt, uh, wasn't it?
1: Was that it? That was a t-shirt uh, by uh, obvious uh, shirts. See, rolling with Olin. Go, yes. yep. I yeah.
0: knew it was in my mind for some reason. Yeah, exactly. Here I am thinking I'm an original, but... <laughs> Usually, uh, you are an the, original just
1: from the 30 minutes I've got to know, and you trust me, you're an original.
0: <laughs> I don't know if I should take that in a positive way or negative. Yeah, or I? <laughs> I, I didn't think so when, uh, whatsoever. How are you feeling about kind of joining us in this next venture with CHDO? You know, for me, it's,
1: it's just an exciting because I never really thought I would do any media at all. So, uh, obviously, first working on a post game on a score, going to the uh, you know. Just going to NBC Sports Chicago, doing a post game there, doing a the pregame. This is all—it never was a dream of mine, but obviously getting a call, walking into a studio like this, the community that these guys are building in Chicago. We all know how the Chicago fans love their sports, right? The state of Illinois loves their sports. They love the Bears, they love the Cubs, they love the White Sox, they love the Blackhawks. So uh, being a part of this, walking in, getting to meet everybody, seeing the excitement in the room, for me, uh, you know, obviously little older than you guys. Uh, it's, it's just kind of a new, it's a new role for me to try to get there, get good at, and try to help us build uh, this podcast.
0: Well, we're talking, you know, before we went live, and you said you're going to learn some things from me. Yep. I've already learned some things from you. Uh, mm-hmm. I know we had, you know, a little bit of an awkward start with my handshake, but I've been working <laughs> on my technique. When, when, you, when you shake someone's hand,
1: just grab the whole hand. Yes, sir. Finger grabbers, they all, they can always bug you. They just grab the finger and then if you want to go for the hand, you got to go for the whole hand.
0: You know, I was going to blame nerves, I'll just kind of own it, what happened. <laughs> and hey, I had a second chance, and it was better. It was way better. You,
1: you tried the pool in, too, so you have a lot of things going on with your handshake. <laughs> It's like a normal handshake.
2: All right. We're breaking it down on handshakes. handshakes I can't wait really until, yes. like, the football stuff gets, you know, oh, yeah. started. We'll, we'll break everything down, right? Absolutely.
1: Yeah. We're going to get to your movie star look. You got the beard and the hair. We'll get to that, too, eventually. Ooh. The At gel, there. you know, shaving it up here like your Maximus Decimus Meridius from,
0: <laughs> uh, you know, Gladiator. So we'll see. We'll get to all this stuff. <laughs> hey, I'll take it, though. I, I can't, I can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> Topics that uh, I definitely did not prepare for, yeah. but we can yeah. get to. Oh. Uh, You're soon. But, Nick, you and I were at the Combine this week, and I want to kind of get into that football talk here. Uh, We got to interview wide receivers, you know, the offensive linemen as well, and, uh, you know, Coach Fluce as well as Ryan Poles. And I know Olin has, you know, some thoughts on what Poles was mentioning as well as Coach Fluce. And uh, I know offensive linemen is a big topic here that I want Mm. to focus on today. I Mm. I don't know why. just something about looking at you (laughs) like, I just think offensive linemen makes sense. and. Uh, you know, Ryan Poles mentioned, like, hey, you know, we want to get lighter, you know, we want to get quicker Mm. uh, and a little bit leaner at this position. Like, what's that tell you about the direction of this offense heading into 2022?
1: Well, it's an interesting comment, but look, the Chicago Bears now, they've been trying to fix that offensive line for years. Remember, Ryan Pace identified that as their problem. They had to fix the offensive line, but then he told you that Juan Castillo was the best developer of talent in the NFL, so they weren't going to draft guys high. They weren't going to bring in high-quality free agents. They wanted to develop guys. Eventually, they finally do take Tevin Jenkins in the second round and Larry Borum, but this offensive line and fixing the offensive line has been a problem for a while here. And I heard that Ryan Pose got hired because of the plan he presented at fixing the offensive line. If you go through the Bears' history, the last time they actually drafted two tackles that worked out was Jimbo Coburn and Keith Van Horn in the early 80s. Right, so other than that, you have got to get John Tate from the Kansas City Chiefs, and you got to get him as a free agent. Fred Miller as a free agent, a really good friend of mine. Um, you know they draft Mark Colombo. He doesn't work out. The best guy since then has been Charles Leno. So we're hoping Tevin Jenkins and Larry Borum develop. Now, if you talk about why is he going? Okay, we are get lighter and quicker. Well, now we're talking about the outside zone, the outside zone scheme that Luke Getzey brings from Green Bay, Matt Lafleur, Kyle Shanahan, all these guys. We go through that, all of that eventually. But my first question to Ryan Pose is there's so many different body types in the NFL, right? What kind of what body fat actually equals elite offensive line play would be my question. Then. What does he mean by quicker and lighter? Because, look, you have to also be strong to play in the NFL. That's obvious. Right. But all he's saying is we're going to find their best body fat for that guy. What does he play well at? And that's what we want the guys to play at.
2: And I think the thing, too, with Ryan Poles when we were listening to that press conference is, yes, you need to get lighter and quicker, but it also seemed like there's going to be some kind of fluctuation along the offensive line with the people right. that they have. Mm-hmm. So you look at a Tevin Jenkins, is that a guy that, who knows, is he going to be playing left tackle at the start of week one next season? Mm. Is James Daniels going to be here and is he still going to be a guard? So there's a lot of question marks as to, yes, they want to change kind of like the, the fit of the guys and what they need to be characteristic-wise in mm-hmm. terms of the size, where are these guys actually going to play along the line is another question that i have for polls and i think we'll maybe see an indication of that in free agency if they sign you know an ex whoever that player ends up being we might get a little bit of the shape of who the offensive line can be and where ultimately those
0: guys are going to play yeah it was telling to me that it was very non-committal about any of those players up front and will they'll go oh and i i have to ask you like when you look at tevin Jenkins i know we didn't get a lot of film on him last year just due to his injury and coming back and not really being thrust into the starting lineup. Like, where do you see him? Is he a left tackle? Is he a right tackle? Does he slide into guard? In my
1: opinion, he's a right tackle. He played that in college. That's the only place I see him, because that's really all I've seen him play in an extended period of time. I, he was OK at left tackle. Obviously, they, they went back to Jason Peters when Peters got healthy. Um, I only saw him play left tackle for a little while. I know he got hurt in Seattle, so um, in my opinion, if they want to fix off offensive line, they don't have a lot of bullets, right? They don't have a lot of draft picks. Five. They have a lot of things to fix. They don't. They need a playmaker on offense. They need to put the ball in the damn end zone. That's their biggest problem. They don't score points. Yes. Uh, they need a cornerback on defense. They need, obviously, takeaways is a big problem, which Eberflus is trying to fix. But if you're just talking about the offensive line, um, I said on – I said earlier last year, I would get the best left tackle I could get in free agency, whether it be Teron Armstead, whether it be Dwayne Brown from the Seahawks. I'd get someone who, who I could solidify that position until I had more draft picks to get a young guy or develop Tevin Jenkins to play left tackle. And I put Tevin Jenkins at right tackle and go from there on the inside.
0: Excellent. Yeah, and Nick, I'm kind of patting myself on the back because when we had our podcast earlier this week, I, I said I look at Tevin Jenkins uh, as a right tackle right. And I'm, so glad Owen, you know, agreed with me because if not, then there's <laughs> mm-hmm. another kind of, you know, red, red flag. Well, and <laughs> a big flag. problem, exactly. like I don't know
1: what you guys thought, but I thought a big problem was they really didn't have a plan last year, right? Their plan oh was God. Tevin Jenkins at left tackle, and then he had that back surgery. So then they had to go out and get lucky. Jason Peters, a Hall of Fame left tackle, was on a fishing ball, and he, play, he played pretty good. He did. When mm-hmm. the bottom, and, and they got lucky there because they let Charles Leno go and decided to keep Jimmy Graham. But obviously there's a reason. The guys who made those decisions aren't here anymore. Exactly. So everyone is excited to see Ryan Pose and what he thinks about fixing this offensive line and how it can match offensive line coach Chris Morgan. So when you hear him say, we want to get lighter and quicker, that's because Chris Morgan is an outside zone guy. So what that's telling you is you heard Ibra talk about as a coaching staff and as the scouts, we got together in a room and we made tape of what kind of guys we want. So when the offensive pre, uh, coaches presented polls with their tape, it was lighter, faster offensive linemen because the outside zone now, you're just running guys side to side, right? You're not really trying to move them off the ball. So it'll be interesting. What I, what a, the question I have for you guys is, do you think David Montgomery is the running back for the outside zone system? Because we haven't heard, you said, well, it's interesting. He didn't really mention anybody. We haven't heard anybody mention except Mooney.
0: Mm-hmm, exactly. And, you know, we talked about that earlier this week too, and, I feel like Khalil Herbert would be a better fit in a system like that than a David Montgomery. I, when I look at Montgomery, I don't think he runs with the patience uh, that a Khalil Herbert does. Herbert has a little bit—I don't want to say better vision, but I feel like he feels that zone out a little bit more, sees mm-hmm. those cutback lanes. So I don't know. I don't want to say no. Montgomery's not the guy because he's been behind you know porous offensive lines, uh, haphazard schemes and game plans. So I feel like he hasn't been able to put himself in a strong position just due to what's been around him. But it's a great question that, you know, it's definitely one to consider, Nick. You know, I'll say this it might just come down to money, to be completely
2: honest, when you really think about it. Are you going to, David Montgomery's going to be due for a contract extension soon, and the Bears are not going to have the capital or maybe the, even the want, to be completely honest there, Olin? Do you have Khalil Herbert, who obviously is a later round draft pick, and can he function in this kind of offense? I think so. Mm-hmm. If you, Especially if you get the offensive line set and, you know, can get some continuity along that 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 position. But if that maybe that might be what it ultimately comes down to. Are you gonna pay David Montgomery? And I still think he's a really great player player. I went to Iowa, he went to Iowa State, so I know exactly what he can do. And he's he's a guy that, you know, gets you a lot of a lot of those yards that maybe you're not he's not supposed to get. But it might just end up coming down to money and what they kind of value David Montgomery as.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree with what both of you guys said, and I think you're right. I think when you turn the film on, you're exactly right. I think like Khalil Herbert probably fits what they think they want in running back. My problem with that is David Montgomery, to me, is an identity guy. By that yes. I mean he's your character of your team. He's, your, mm. he's the guy you're looking for. He's fighting for extra yards. A lot of guys follow him. So this coaching staff has to get in a room with him see him on the field, see him at practice, see the way guys – I think he's your leader. He's the guy on the field fighting for extra yards. So it'll be interesting to see what direction they go there. And that's, that's always it's, – it's always interesting to me because everybody likes to talk about offensive line play, and they do. I mean, it's, it's a buzzword here in Chicago. Yet no one really knows anything about it. right? No one really knows much about how to fix it and what a good offensive lineman actually looks like and what the offensive line's problems actually are. They just say, well, he's getting beat and he needs better leverage. And I always say, well, well, well show me a lineman who doesn't. And then then show me a guy like you actually like his leverage. Well, he needs better hand placement. Well, show me good hand placement. then. Show me good footwork. Most people people have no idea. Now, Ryan Pose, Ian Cunningham, the assistant general manager, both offensive linemen, both consider themselves experts at that spot. So we'll see how they think they'll fix that offensive line. But the Bears' biggest problem, man, is they don't have guys, Alex Brown likes to say on NBC Sports Chicago at the postgame show, 88 out the gate. They don't have someone who – last time I saw it, it was Terry Cohen. I think it was on a screen against the Jets, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And that guy, here's a guy we haven't seen in two or three years. Yeah. Okay? So yeah. uh, that offensive line, they I mean, that offense in general, right? They're changing the scheme, first-time offense coordinator, first first time a lot, a lot of these coaches are in their positions, right? Um, they have a lot to fix there, and Ryan Pose has a big job on that offense, and I'm interested to see the way he attacks it because he never had that problem in Kansas City right, they had, they had Andy Reid, they had Alex Smith, I think they had Matt Castle before, right, mm-hmm. Matt Castle was their quarterback, yep. they always had very capable, and then they draft a guy named Mahomes, they always had very capable quarterbacks, offensive linemen, Mitchell Schwartz, Eric Fisher,
2: Tyreek Hill, Travis. You have you have guys that you can work with, mm-hmm. and, you know, once they saw the Super Bowl, where the 49ers were just getting, or, you know, once they see that the offensive line wasn't a strength of theirs, they went fix it the next offseason. So yeah, they made and Fisher
1: episode. still hasn't blocked Bosa in that Super Bowl. I think, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they have twenty, they had twenty three pressures in that Super Bowl. That's, right? That's nuts. that wow. was crazy.
0: Yeah, no, that really is. So on the topic of offensive to line, you know, Nick, you mentioned Iowa. First thought I had, other than I knew mm-hmm. you were going to bring up Iowa in the show at one point or the other, have to uh, is you know James Daniels who's up for a contract, mm-hmm. and the Bears, you know, they have some cap. They're probably going to make some moves to kind of generate some more. Oh, and I want to know, like, from your perspective. And I know you're a fan of James Daniels, mm-hmm. the person, the player. Would you bring him back for what they're trying to build here in Chicago?
1: He's going, he's going to cost some money. So you're going to have to rearrange some things on your offensive line. Do you bring back – would I bring him back over a left tackle, over Dwayne, Dwayne Brown, over Taron Teron Armstead? Those are the decisions that I would have to make. And then you have to actually decide, too, when you look at their whole offense, uh, do you think Cole Komet is the tight end? Like, I know it's popular in Chicago just to talk about the offense line because it's easy, right? But this offense has problems, Yes. right? You don't know if Cole Komet is the tight end. We just said you don't know if Montgomery is running back. Let's be honest now. No one knows if Justin Fields is the quarterback. Right, yeah. No one knows, right? They don't have a receiver. So the question for Ryan Pose is, do you continue to draft young quarterbacks to develop, right? Because that's what Ryan Pace said he was going to do.
2: Never did. That's what they didn't it. Never did, yeah. Right,
1: but you better get a young quarterback on the roster in case – Luke, so Luke Getzey and Janoco, I think that's how you say his name, the, the new uh, quarterback coach, so they can develop him. But as, as far as James Daniels goes, very good young offensive lineman. And young, right? He came out his 20, you know from Iowa. I thought he was going to be an all-pro offensive lineman. Center. Love the way he ran, run-blocked it. Interestingly enough, they ran the outside zone in Iowa. They run out, the Bears are going to run the outside zone with Chris Morgan and Luke Getzy, right? So that's actually what he did, and that's actually why he got drafted high. Long arms, uh, you know, big from the waist down. You always say if you can can film a movie on the back of the guys, (laughs) you know what? He's a good offensive (laughs) line, right? That guy can play (laughs) offensive line. So – they do it. They got to negotiate with that guy. Do they move him back to center? Uh, it's interesting. They, mo- they moved him from center because Cody Whitehair and Mr. Biskey supposedly had some kind of relationship that they, they, Nagy couldn't get over, so they had to put him back together. Um, do I re-sign him? I, it just depends on where free agency and the draft falls yeah. for me. Yeah.
0: Understood. Yeah, Man. You know. It's one of those things like you do have those other variables in play. So that, much problems. Exactly. You know, So many. And I, later on in the show, I do want to have a nice little debate with all of us here about if you're sitting here with the 39th pick and you have a similar guy graded, that's an offensive lineman mm-hmm. or a receiver, which way do you go? What's mm-hmm. the correct route? And we'll do that later on in the show. Mm-hmm. So if you're watching, definitely think about it. And later on, throw it in the comments here too. Uh, but Nick, is there anything that you want to kind of get to right now? I know we're talking about the combine, offensive lineman. Actually, Combine reminded me. You know, mm-hmm. I got to see Levy Smith there. Mm-hmm. Uh, your former head coach. Uh, I was always a Levy fan growing up. Got to meet mm-hmm. him a few times. Such a great guy. Are you happy for him? And are you uh, just your thoughts on him getting that next crack to be an NFL head coach?
1: Yeah, Lovey. Now, if
0: if I'm happy for him, of
1: course I am. Right. right. We we I've known I knew Lovey for years. Here, we obviously I have a personal relationship. He recruited my son to Illinois. My older boy plays uh, for Illinois. Lovey recruited him there. So, a ton of respect for Coach Smith. Of course, of course, I'm excited for him. Uh, pep Hamilton gets the offensive coordinator job there. Uh, no Pep from. The Chicago Bears also a mm-hmm. uh, ton of respect for him, so cheering a lot for that staff that they've assembled in Houston. Now, um, I think Lovey is more built for the NFL than he was for college recruiting, and especially recruiting in the Midwest, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think Lovey would I probably have done a little better in a Texas, Florida school, uh, but I think I think Houston actually in this coaching cycle, if you looked at the guys who all got hired. I think Houston might have lucked out that they had Lovey Smith there as a defense. Coordinator. The last time Lovey Smith uh, was the head coach of the Chicago Bears, uh, they were 10 and 6, and they had 44 takeaways. You win a lot of football games sure do. if you get 44 takeaways. Right? They had their plus 20, I think, that year in 2012, the year that George McCaskey said that that's not good enough. We're going to fire Lovey Smith and move on. And now we see the Bears have not won a playoff game uh, since Lovey Smith left the building. Right. So um, uh, excited for him. You know, I don't know what you guys uh, think about Lovey. I think he might do a good job.
0: I really hope so. And I, I actually one other question, Lovey. Did you know he can grow a beard like that? I didn't. I
1: didn't. I, and That's very yeah. impressive. That beard. <laughs> I cannot. So I'm always impressed by a guy who can hold their beard for that long. But that's uh, yeah, uh, that it's was, interesting. <laughs> yeah,
0: it was like like when I first saw him in Illinois, that beard. Was like, wait, that's where, Lovey's where that? that's Yeah, Lovey, yeah. Yeah. I wish yeah. that would have been fun to kind of see grow out like a playoff beard out of Lovey. It's interesting
1: though, right? Because when you watch it, and it's just to see what you guys think about this. Lovey is basically standing on the stage in Houston and he's preaching the same things Eberflues is preaching. Mm-hmm. Right? They're, they're basically from the same school, right? Eberflues learned on Rob Marinelli, who is Lovey Smith's best friend, and they're saying takeaways we're going to run to the football. There's going to be hustle. There's going to be no loafs, right? No loafs on film. Uh, you better bring your track shoes. We're going to be running. We're going to get lighter. We're going to get quicker. These are things I heard from 2004 to 2011. That's exactly what Lovey preached. So, it's interesting that Eberflus is here, and when I watch him talk at the Combine, and I hear his
2: introductory press conference, it sounds exactly the same. Well, I'll say this too, like, last year with the Bears, Roquan Smith had some some press conferences where it's like, people need to look at themselves in the mirror
0: mm-hmm. and kind
2: of hold some accountability. With this new coaching staff, Ibra and that hits philosophy, that's going to happen. These coaches are going to you know, hold you to a standard. And if you Mm -hmm. don't meet it, you you know, maybe you're not getting as many snaps a game. Like they are going to preach that day in, day out. But I think it just works because, you know, Roquan Smith was just talking about, we just need to look at ourselves in the mirror and see who we are as players. And like I said, if they're not doing that from the first day in day out, it's Mm going to take time to implement the philosophy and really, you know, ingrain into their systems, Mm systems. But if they can do that, then you're, you're buying in. You're really just listening and believing what, Ever and this new regime can bring to the Bears.
0: And it's such a you know breath of fresh air because there was so little accountability under the former regime. You saw mm. it on the field, the lack of preparation, the disarray in the offensive huddle, getting out of the huddle, you know, getting the play into place. And uh, I'm glad that we're able to kind of move on. And, you know, you mentioned that Roquan kind of had to call his team out. Olin, like, mm. what does it take as a player to get to that point? Like, how bad must it have been behind the scenes?
1: Yeah, it was bad. And it's interesting because in 2018, it wasn't. Right, yeah. in 2018. Uh, I think they had 38, 36 or 38 takeaways. Right, um, so so they were doing a good job. The offense, missed Trubisky, they were putting the ball in the end zone. Obviously, week 14 came around. Wade Phillips uh, kind of put on film how to slow that offense down. And since then, they just I think they average under like 20 points a game. Right, so it was it was That's hard right. for them. But listen, um, it, it's sustained. Like you can come in. Like Lovey came in in 2004, and we had. Two, we had two-a-days back when they did two-a-days. And yeah. practice were two hours and 45 minutes. They are in full pads. It was rough. And a lot of guys went on IR. A lot of guys got hurt. Uh, we brought in Rusty Jones from the Buffalo Bills to be the strength coach to help out with a lot of that stuff. And interestingly enough, interestingly enough, the Bears hired Jimmy Arthur, who was Rusty's assistant. He's now their strength coach. right? So they're bringing back, like I talked about, I think George McCaskey and Ted Phillips said, man, when was the last time we were actually successful? And it was under It. And they went have gone back to a lot of the same guys from the same tree, the same family. And you'll hear Eva talk about family and the tree, and, and they believe in mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff. So uh, really, really interesting to see what direction they go in, uh, you know, and, and do they actually go back to, okay, now we're going to make everybody run to the ball. We did that in 2004. That lasted for about a year. We okay. did two days in 2004. That lasted for about a year, right, because everybody got hurt. Mm-hmm. Earl goes on IR in 2004. Adawali Agulia goes on IR. Mike Brown goes on IR in 2004. So I don't mind that you're going to go in there, you're going to set a tempo. This is our identity. This is our character. But also, you have to be flexible. And I'm sure Eberflus knows this, 30 years of coaching. You have to be flexible to adjust. One of Lovey's biggest strengths is he would adjust to what was actually working and push. I remember, <laughs> I got a good story for you guys. So Lovey wanted the offensive lineman to run to the ball. After every play in practice, no matter where the ball was, 30, 40 yards down the field, run to the ball, run to the ball. So, Reuben Brown refused to do it. Reuben Brown wouldn't run to the ball, okay? So, Lovey called Ruben out in team meeting, and he was like, you have to run to the ball. So, we got to the offensive line meeting that next day. Reuben was running in place. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he
1: was running full speed in place. Anyway. So that what they're preaching, the run to the ball, all all that stuff. We're gonna, you know, never leave a football on the ground. We're gonna go for takeaways. Like this is very familiar now. Mm -hmm. This is for for like Jimmy Arthur being their strength. Them talking about body fat. This is extremely familiar. It's extremely this is Rusty Jones, Lovey Smith, all over again. They're trying Mm -hmm. to build the team like that. You know,
0: history tends to repeat itself. It does. And here we are as we're talking about all these parallels between. Again, last time the Bears were successful and now they're trying to replicate it. Another question for you about like George in the front office. Mm-hmm. In many ways, is this like admitting a mistake made about a decade ago?
1: I think so. I, I think I think they looked at it and said, you know, we, we shouldn't have fired Lovey Smith. I mean, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but when I hear everything they say, when I watch the hires, um, like I said, man, like I was in that building through those years. All these guys' mentors – we're in the building, right? Ever Flew's learned under Rob Marinelli. Rob Marinelli was the defense coordinator. Rob Marinelli is Lovey Smith's best friend. Jimmy Arthur, the strength coach, learned under Rusty Jones. Rusty, Jimmy was here for years. Jimmy was here with us for years. And then the body fat and the conditioning, and we're going to be running. like, Yes, I, I think you're exactly right. I think they said, okay, let's put up on a grease board. When the hell was the last time we were actually successful for one or two years, and you got to go back to 2005 and 2006?
0: I think even the year, you know, that unfortunately it got fired would be a success. It yeah. was a winning yeah. season. Unfortunately, how the division and wild card panned out, wow. you just couldn't get yourself into the playoffs there. But, and even the years prior, uh, you know, making it to the NFC championship, like there were other good years after the Super Bowl season. Mm-hmm. Just unfortunately, we couldn't get back to that same pinnacle peak that we did. Uh, up next, I do want to kind of switch gears, talk about the combine. Owen. I'm wanting to learn a little bit more about, you know, your experience there. Mm-hmm. But I think that'd be great. Uh, but first, Nick, uh, I know you have a message, you know, from our list for our listeners from our new uh, partners over at PointsBet.
2: Yeah, PointsBet is your home for live in-game betting. Introducing PointsBet's new exclusive feature: live NBA same-game parlay. For the first time ever, build the perfect live same-game parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. Want more? You can boost your live same-game parlays as well. Watch live parlay live and boost live with PointsBet. And now. Online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can now download the PointsBet app today and register your your account from start to finish, all from your phone. So signing up with the fastest sportsbook is now easier than ever so you can start living your bet life in seconds. Check out the link in the description below. Use code CHGO to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. So what are you waiting for? It's time to elevate your live betting game. Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.
0: Awesome. Are you going to end up getting faster at that like ending disclaimer part like you hear on the
2: radio? I, I probably not, but I, I could try it one time, maybe off air, and we'll see how that goes.
0: That sounds like a plan. <laughs> so, again, Nick, you, we're in Indianapolis. It, Had bro. a great time. Killed it. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you. There thanks. you go. Get, get that fist bump. All right. So, down in Indianapolis you know we've been hearing a lot about what these players are going through from a training perspective. I know you've been working with some, you know, potential draft picks and prospects in training as well. Seeing what, you know, these kids are going through today mm-hmm. compared to what you did in the past, how mm-hmm. different is it?
1: Well, the the operation isn't different, right? The medicals were the most important thing. Yep. Now, now, the biggest thing nowadays, the difference is preparation, right? Like, these guys, you're seeing the 40s, these wide receivers ran yesterday. What the hell was that? That was, a, that was an Olympic track team out yeah. there yesterday. But um, it's because they're preparing. Like, now they have the best – Sprint coaches in the world training these guys to to specifically run a 40. So they have all the science behind it. They know how to start. You see them. They're you know they got the shoes on. Their start is perfect, right? Um, the preparation was kind of getting like that when I came out in 1998. It's a long time ago now, but um, you know I, I I stayed in Hawaii. I, I just say trained with a guy named Rich Miano, who was a former football player. Uh, great guy. Uh, he's a football coach, but knew nothing about training for the 40, you know, we were running 110s and and things like that. But, but the medicals, like when you go there, I remember being there, and I had a neck problem at Washington where I would get stingers, um, and they were trying to x-ray my neck, and it took them almost four hours. They couldn't get the x-ray they want. So they have to go through all of this and try to clear you. So that to me, and you'll see former scouts and, and guys like Greg Gabriel on Twitter talking about that. Like there's a lot at the combine, but the medicals, that's the thing that, that everyone needs to pass and everybody needs to clear, and that's the things the team really need from these guys because, like you heard Coach Flew say, on the podium there. The tape is what? We're after your football tape, and then does your 40 match your football tape? Is there something a little off? There's a guy who's fast. Is he too slow? They just, that, that's all they're doing that for. And, of course, to see you, how you, you know, talk in interviews and how you interact mm-hmm. with people. And, obviously, when um, – I remember when I went there, uh, I w- I was like James Daniels. I came out early. I was 20 years old when I when I got drafted, and um, I was a guy from Hawaii and didn't you know had had some character issue problems. And people asked me a lot of questions about fights at Washington and trouble I got into there. But um, it came out after I said. Uh, Crutes drops in a draft because of interviews. So I didn't do very good <laughs> in, in my interviews. But um, it, it's an interesting, really, really interesting process. And, and now these kids are so trained at mm-hmm. it. They're taught the interviews. They're taught what to they say. They're taught how to run. They're taught how to
2: bench. They're taught all these things. Olin, real quickly, I mean, you said you went through that in 1998. Mm-hmm. I was four years old.
0: Just four, to kind yeah, of crazy. put that crazy. out there. Just wanted to mention man. that real quick. I know. I was Unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. <laughs> Yeah, I think I was in kindergarten that kindergarten, year too. Yeah. So it's yeah. uh, just had this, had this had is had awesome and yeah. uh, without. A how doubt. much
1: how much football did you guys play
2: on the way? High school? <laughs> yeah, four years of high school. Yep, four years of high yep. school football. I, okay. did, I did. What pop position Warner? were you? Uh, slot receiver and DB. They had okay. me play quarterback my freshman year because none of my other teammates can remember the plays. Remember so, plays. So what school was so this? Well, Keegan. Well, Keegan High School. Keegan High School. Okay, awesome. Yes, sir. How'd you guys do that year? Uh, we never did good any of the years. That's all right. <laughs> yeah. Who was
1: the ball coach?
2: Uh, we had Nick Browder for three of my four years there. Okay. Now what, what,
1: what was your route?
2: I loved running a post post, huh? Love running from the, post the slot. Route. From the slot. Okay. Yep. Um, just setting up that DB, that safe. So explain
1: the post to us. Explain, explain the,
2: the, the yard. Where were you breaking it off at? So they had us break it off eight to 10. Okay. And then they said, go run to the post. Run to the post. And that's, there wasn't very much. <laughs> that's the high school coaching <laughs> yeah, point. Right run to there. the post. I so like, that. That's why, that's why call it's it called a post, post. Damn it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, we didn't we didn't run that very often. Yeah. We were, um, you know, wing T kind of. Oh okay. T. Yeah. So, so you were a
1: slot receiver in a wing T? Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, so, um, gotcha. I think they called it useless.
2: Yeah. yeah. No. Essentially, <laughs> I mean, uh, there wasn't a lot of uh, plays out there. So, yeah, that was that was my role though, and I was a holder. I was a holder. Older, there you go. Yeah. Will.
0: Uh, so in high school, uh, JV, I played quarterback, uh, unfortunately wing teeth pretty much handed the ball off, but did make some reads. So I had okay. to okay. do that some option plays, but funny enough, uh, my first year at Pop Warner in third grade, you, ask you this, in the wing tee
1: now, when you were young, did they tell you when to hand it off and then give you the option after or did or you had the option from the beginning? I had the option from the beginning.
0: Oh, okay. so Cause I, I know I
1: heard a lot of the schools, they'll tell them like the younger teams, mm-hmm. JV. Okay. Hand it to the fullback and then like two or three times a game. Okay. Now you got the option. Yeah, no. No, right from the beginning, Right from the beginning, which, you know. How were you at the mesh? You meshed it in there well?
0: You know, better than a handshake. (laughs) (laughs) So there's that for me, which it may not be saying much. No, it was not, but. Uh, um, But funny enough, my first year of Pop Warner in third grade, uh, I wore number 15 for Jim Miller. Okay. uh, And they had me at center. They really? Yes, sir. How, how did you do there? Uh, I liked it, actually, because yeah. uh, I got to touch the ball every time, because yeah. either that or I was going to play, like, guard or tackle, because, yeah. you know, uh, with Pop Warner, you have a weight limit. Yeah. Uh, so I could be thin and still play offensive line, and then it'd be okay. Did
1: they do uh, the stripers there? Is that the weight, or Was it the weight limit where you couldn't play if you were above Correct. Serve? You couldn't play oh, if you are
0: okay. like, under over a certain amount. Every Cause I know league. they do, like,
1: stripers now, where did you, they put, like, a tape on the kid's helmet, and he has to be on the line of scrimmage. So you could be any size. Okay. Some of those sh- kids just kill people. Oh, man. I can imagine, so, yeah. Because I, I coached Little League for seven years. Some of those stripers, man, they're they're just too big for the league, Darren.
0: Yeah, I'll show you a video <laughs> after the fact, uh, after this podcast, of my kid uh, playing in his football league this year. He's a smaller oh, okay. kid, but they don't have stripers. So yeah. the, the team that he was playing, a lot of the biggest kid in the team to pretty much have to run the football all game long and – he was able to take him down by himself. Oh, oh? so they don't,
1: have, they don't have a weight no, or sir. striper? No, sir. Was, How about that? It was a kid I think. Oh, you have him tackling? He has him tackling oh, okay, him. okay, yeah. Chasing him down. You got to post that on Twitter, man. I did. No, did you yeah. really?
0: It was my, uh, so on our previous podcast, on our post-game shows, uh, the best play of the game, I uh, was called my monster moment of the mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. And that was my monster moment of the week was that tackle Hell that yeah. he did. As awesome. it should have been. Proud dad yeah, moment for that been. one.
1: Um, do you help coach?
0: Uh, I did did a little bit, unfortunately, with my job last year. Mm -hmm. uh, It didn't allow me to. But as I was telling you, I did coach at Rex Grossman's middle school school, during the 2020 season. Uh, Unfortunately, we had 12 kids on the team. They were kind of all built like me. (laughs) Uh, So I think you can tell that wasn't going so So you guys only won the
1: handshake line. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Right. Um, What was the team's name? Uh, so we were the Bulldogs. Bulldogs,
0: okay. Yes, we were the Bulldogs. Shout, Shout out to Bulldogs. the Bulldogs. Yeah, Bachelor Bulldogs. I know, Shout out uh, to
1: Waukegan
2: High School, too. Let's go. Yeah.
0: Were you guys Bulldogs, too? Yeah, we were Bulldogs. I thought Bulldogs. so. I thought yeah. I saw that plaque at your house earlier yeah. this morning. Yeah, most uh,
2: – I forgot what the award was. but
0: So uh, when we were at the Combine, uh, one question I kept asking players that could play, you know, for the Bears is, you know, what goes through your mind, you know, after you hear that west whistle and you turn around – and your quarterback's pretty much, you know, laying on his ass. Like, mm-hmm. I, as I would take that personally. I know Poles is looking for players that will as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite quote I got was from Darian Kennard uh, with this question. You know, he pretty much said, "You know, I get pissed uh, mm-hmm. if I see this happening. First of all, I'm looking like, you know, if it was my job, like I'm instantly like ten times more pissed mm-hmm. because like that's my fault. And I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna pick him up. We're gonna go to the sideline and we're gonna get this fixed. Mm-hmm. Like that was pretty much his mentality. And if it's someone else, it's like we're gonna talk. And we're gonna figure out like how." Does that not happen the next time we're out there? And there's this other kid from uh, LSU. I think his name was Ed Ingram. Uh, I asked him the same question. He's like, yeah, no, really nothing. Uh, Just go back to the huddle or, you know, next play. I'm like, all right, moving on. I'm going to interview some other people (laughs) here. doesn't check the box. (laughs) Uh, Literally in my notes, I put, don't think he has, quote, it. And then I moved on.
1: If you're good enough, right? If you're good enough, you don't have to pick your quarterback up because he's not getting hit. So um, it's an an interesting question. I mean, first thing Ryan Pose brought up, right, was that, He didn't like the fact that we saw the whole uh, Tevin Jenkins, Jermaine Afedi situation. Uh, You know, I I would think if you asked me at the combine, uh, the one word uh, would be unacceptable, right? If you you hit my quarterback and do a little bit extra, I'm probably going to take the 15-yard penalty uh, and and let you know that you probably want to protect yourself the rest of the game because I'm, going to be taking shots at you and your whole defense. But usually when a game degeneration is something like that, that's just what happens, right? And eventually what you're actually doing is just putting on film for the next team. Like, look, like if you come after a quarterback, then then your season and your career, like you're going to have to protect yourself for the rest of the game. And if that's the way you want to play, well, then once you ring the bell, you can't unring it. Right? Once <laughs> the bell's rung, I mean, you rang it and let, now let's go. So I, that I, that is, I think, what Ryan Pose is kind of looking for out of his guys.
2: Yeah, I asked Justin Fields that question with the Tevin Jenkins situation. Mm. How, how'd that make you feel? He's like, I like that. Right. I like seeing my mm. you know, offensive lineman kind of defend me when, you know, obviously they're, they're, Justin Fields taking hits, so that's, that's definitely a mentality that's mm. going to be implemented here in Chicago, what Ryan Pulse wants to bring here. Right. Guys that kind of embody... That nastiness right. a little bit, right? right. Yeah. Well,
1: it was a problem. It, it, it's a problem, and the problem obviously usually starts from the top, right? And if you think about, okay, let's just talk about Aaron Rodgers saying, "I own you," okay? Like, mm-hmm. sorry, I like get used to being on a podcast. I think I think you can actually say the word, but, um, <laughs> and then you hear from, and then you hear from, Coach Nagy and Cole Komet, and they say, "Well, he's kind of right," like. Fuck you guys. You know know what I mean? (laughs) Like, what are you talking, like that, no, he's not, he's not right. He's not, like, even though I know what the argument is, but you see what I'm saying, like, that kind of stuff, like, it could be, if Jermaine Effetti is yelling at Tevin Jenkins, he's telling you, this is what my coach is telling us to do. My coach is telling us to let this, this is how we want to be, we want to be this kind of football team. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and it's true, like, you do want to be smart about it, but there is a point. When there's three or four fights, right? I got to protect my quarterback.
0: One hundred percent. I mean, as a fan, just watching, you know, not just Justin on the ground or Dalton, whoever's that, you know, playing quarterback. It could be a receiver, a running back. There's just too many times where I thought they were just getting themselves up, and I, I don't know if that's like a chemistry issue, like there's just not enough camaraderie. If there's a mindset, I mean, you would know more than me. Olin, no, but- it's it's
1: it's you, you. It's what's taught every day. Okay, right? What is taught like? If Coach Nagy after the first time you see it, you don't walk in a team room and say, Guys, what you know, I, am I if I'm if I, <laughs> yeah, if I'm if I'm the head coach, I put it on the room the uh, big screen in the team room and I say, guys, if our quarterback gets hit like this again, I'm expecting somebody to do something about it. Right. But this went on, like we said, all year. So Ryan Pose, he wasn't more talking about the offensive line. He was talking about the kind of identity they had in their football building. Yes. Because players now, a lot of these guys, like, you know, James Daniels is up for a contract. Sam Mustafer is a young center, right? Tevin Jenkins is a young tackle. A lot of these guys are not going to do something the coach doesn't want them to do. So when you see it go over and over again and nothing ever happens and then you see a player step out and scold Tevin Jenkins and you see that same player be team captain the next week, well, what we're telling you is this. This wasn't a player problem. This was a coaching problem. This is what they were told to do. Mm-hmm. So that was the problem in the building. All
0: right. Now, I know we want to kind of move this conversation to maybe some bear specific draft needs and some plans here. But before we do, uh, can we pull up some of these super chats that we need to get to here in a minute? I saw a few that came through. And uh, unfortunately, I, I can't even see them if I do that. Nick, can you help me read these?
2: Ooh, uh, Will and Nick, uh are great at what they do. They bring us the best uh, content when it comes to the Bears. Uh, let's see. He's coming from from a longtime fan. Proud of you guys. There we go. Oh, now we're Johnny. That Thanks, Johnny.
0: Team. Appreciate
2: it, Johnny. Hey, what uh, what rookie teammate do you like most as a Bear? Jake Flanagan. Mm. Is that is that from the Jake? Is that for Olin? Mm. Yes. Oh, for me. <laughs> rookie
1: teammate I liked most as a Bear. I think Mike Brown is a rookie. Yeah, Mike Brown was, Mike Brown was a uh, – uh, uh, he got it immediately, uh, uh, brought everything you wanted as a teammate, uh, did things the right way, and, and backed up his talk.
0: I like that. Jake, I'm sure you could have asked that for free, you know, after the fact. <laughs> well,
1: no, no, that was the one cent. That's how <laughs> oh, we got the 15 <laughs> That's That's it right there.
2: Uh, we have, what about center? Do you do you all see the center of the future on the roster already? Or is that or is that another target? Mm. That's, that's a good – I mean, right now it's Sam Musta for you guys. Mm-hmm. And we were talking, you know, earlier there are people in the draft that if they were to fall, mm. like a Tyler Lindenbaum, like if he – 39. He's there. You know, Iowa, right? But He'll that's just it. a player that if you can have for 10 years down the road mm-hmm. – does that help the entire offensive line, like, getting that position right? And, Olin, I know you could speak to this. Mm-hmm. If you get that position right, and or one, do the Bears have that guy?
1: I'm a big fan of Sam Muster for obviously people know who know. So I, I'm, I don't really talk too much about Sam because mm-hmm. uh, everybody knows I train him. And yeah. I've trained him for years, and I knew him at Notre Dame as a young guy. Uh, Sam knows, like, what he needs to work on. Gotcha, yeah. Uh, I think he is – he can be a 10-year starter for a team, an NFL football team. Um, I'm obviously biased to Sam Mustapher, so I'm not the right guy to ask. Uh, interesting about Tyler Lindenbaum and interesting about Ryan Pose in general is if you look at the Bears have a second-round pick this year, they traded their first-round pick for Fields. Um, when Pose was in Kansas City, they had three guys they drafted in the second round, and it was Rodney Hudson, very good center, starts for the Cardinals now, right? Mitch Morse, another very good center, starts for the Buffalo Bills, and they drafted Creed Humphrey. Yeah. They're starting center this year, and we all know what kind of year Creed had. Creed had a great year for the Kansas City Chiefs. So uh, they're sitting there in that spot. They need a wide receiver. They need a center. They need a cornerback. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, DePose is, is on record saying we take the best player available, right? So he's going to usually guys get their first draft. They're going to stick to what they believe. Mm-hmm. So you never know what shows up there. Uh, yeah. I think it's the 38th pick of the draft. Am I right Darius? 38th. 39? Uh, so I guess in a short answer, uh, yeah, I, th- I think he is. And actually, if you think about it, uh, they have Cody White here. Uh, they have Sam Mustafer, and they have James Daniels. So is he on the ro- Well, they don't have James right now. But is he on the roster? It's possible.
0: Yeah, yeah there definitely is. So you do have three guys that can play the position. Who Some knows? versatility, yeah. Under for sure. different coaching and a little bit more accountability, maybe you can have an uptick.
1: Here's the problem with the Bears, and I know like we'll fix the offense line, we'll fix the offense line, and that's great. Uh, is the starting quarterback on the roster? Is the number one receiver on the roster? Is the number one tight end on the roster? Is the left tackle on the roster? Right, right. Uh, uh, is the running back on the roster? Right, so, so that, I'm saying I, I understand. Like, I played offensive line in this town. Uh, I understand the whole offensive line, and we're going to fix the offensive line, and offensive line. Offensive line, offensive line, offensive line. You know, it's like when you're at a Pop Warner football game. What's the first thing everybody yells when something goes wrong? <laughs> they
0: need to
1: Block die. somebody, and they have yep. no idea what happened on the play, right? That's exactly what happens in football. But the Chicago Bears, guys, if you ask that question about center, which is great, then you have to ask it. Across the board, mm-hmm. True. and you cannot answer yes to any position on the roster. Right? If I ask you guys, is the left start is the left tackle for the Chicago Bears on the roster?
0: Starting no, can't couldn't tell you.
1: Is the number one wide receiver for the Chicago Bears on the roster?
0: Number one, no. Mooney's a great two, but not a one.
1: Is the tight end for the Chicago Bears on the roster?
0: You tell me, Olin.
1: <laughs> is the quarterback for the Chicago Bears on the roster? I hope so. So, so we you see, so. they have yeah. they have. We all. Love just so. San Francisco, Justin Fields, man. I mean, come on, fourth and one magic, insane! Right, that's the guy we want. He walks on the field at Heinz Field, terrible towels waving. They're down by six. He hits Mooney in the corner of the end zone, man. Splashes, yes, flashes. flashes
2: of it. There wasn't yes. very
1: as consistent, yes, consistent, like right? Right, is like, like, look at, the, look at the Bears building, damn it. Is Luke Getzey, the office coordinator for the Chicago Bears.
2: Well, Olin, he doesn't have Aaron Rodgers anymore. He doesn't have Devontae Adams. Those are two big Mm -hmm. staples in that offense, and now you're coming to Chicago. You have Justin Fields who's in year two. You don't have Devontae Adams. You have have Darnell Mooney, like you said. Very good um, second season, but those are the question marks. Those are all the questions. All of them, right? Is
1: Eber Flew the head coach? I mean, can Jimmy Arthur be a good strength coach? He's never been one. Mm -hmm. Right? This whole building. I mean, you might as well go to Vegas, take the dice.
2: Big question mark. And throw yeah.
0: it. I'm just hearing a lot of content and discussions for us this offseason. Yeah, That's for sure. sure. During, yeah, yep. for sure. Yeah. 100%. Uh, so before we get to our next segment, uh, I do want to let people know with CHGO, kind of what you're getting here since, you know, we're starting up brand new today with launch on, you know, Chicago's birthday. It's so, so fitting. So here at CHGO, you know, you're getting podcasts and live shows on every team, every day, including the Bears here with us premium written content for our members, a dope merch for all teams. Nick, you were looking at some of the shirts earlier today. and mm-hmm. I, think I didn't dope, get any dope merch. <laughs> we'll
2: see. We, we didn't get it yet. Didn't get some
0: That wasn't in the $15, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> just outside of it. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, you can check it all out You know, at uh, you know allchgo.com uh, and enter our store, and you can see all this merchandise. I think the young so kids call that drip. That is. That is that, some that is drip big, right look there, at man. Olin. <laughs> see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Love it. Right. And then when you do become <laughs> a member of CCO, you do get a free shirt. Uh, is I believe it is of choice, right? A free shirt of choice. So that's uh, a huge benefit. So I need to become a member because uh, I want a free shirt so I can wear that on uh, the pod. And there's a members-only Discord. We got the finger, too? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> ah. we have everything I see that <laughs> uh, so with our members only discord uh, the Chicago lounge that's when you get some more you know one on one access you know Nick and myself uh, as well as all the other uh, talent uh, that we have here to talk to us kind of one on one uh, it's a little bit more intimate than social media uh, I've used discord in the past or some other things and I'm excited to kind of really get into that community uh, as it continues to grow here uh, as well so definitely head to allchgo.com uh, and check us out uh, here in launch. Super excited to be a part uh, of this amazing team that we have established here uh, in Chicago uh, with everyone. It's kind of nice seeing uh, everyone around uh, this <laughs> epic studio and office space uh, that we have here. But guys, kind of getting back you know, to some topics I wanted to get to here today. And Owen, I, I, this is a great one for you because you mm-hmm. mentioned like offensive line. Yeah, we can talk about it, but there are other needs. Mm-hmm. So let's just put this hypothetical out there. Uh, you're sitting there with pick number 39, uh, and you said best player available. Mm-hmm. You have two guys, a wide receiver and an offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. Same exact grade on them. Mm-hmm. Which player in which position do you go for that will help Justin Fields the most here in his second year? Or I'll take it even another way, help the Bears mm-hmm. uh, in their future long term. Nick, I'll go to you first and I'll let Owen kind of stew on it. Mm.
2: So, for me, I think you go the offensive line route. I think you can address maybe wide receiver in free agency. There are some guys that are coming off injuries. It might be a risk, but that's a position if there is a – I'll throw, out, throw a name out there, Zion Johnson from Boston College, mm. a guy that could, you know – Pose is school. Exactly. Pose at the Boston have College. Have a little yeah. connect, you know, yeah. have that connection there. But I think establishing this line is going to be huge for Just Fields because any success I think the Bears are going to have, you need the quarterback to feel comfortable back there. And he didn't play all of the games possible because he was hurt. Right. Yes, he could do things on his own to maybe identify defenses, reads, and things to help out the line at times. But, man, if you have 39 and you have a wide receiver graded, the same as, it, as an offensive lineman, for me, I'm taking that offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. It's just to establish some continuity for fields moving forward.
0: What mm-hmm. about you, Bowen? And how about this? If the receiver is one of those that can you know, uh, you know, take it and just make it as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a great point because – like Nicholas said too, which is also a great point. It depends who it is. Like you can have the same grade, but what, what actually is their attributes by that? Like you're saying, okay, can the receiver take it all the way? Well, actually, that makes the offensive line's job easier, right? Because mm-hmm. now you got to take a safety out of the box. They got to stay over the top of this guy. You just lighten the load. You can't blitz anymore if you have a Jamar Chase on the field. Yeah. You made the offensive line's job a lot easier to run block. You took somebody out of the box. So does he affect the game that way? Now, I probably, if I'm the Bears, if it's a big possession guy, I probably don't go with him. Right? And if I got an offensive lineman there who's nasty, who gets after people, I'm looking for a tone setter. Uh, you guys brought up earlier talking, uh, you guys talked to me about Quinton Nelson, mm-hmm. right? a guy who not only changes your offensive line, but now he changes your whole damn building. Oh, right? Yeah. He holds people to a certain standard, uh, whether it be the general manager, whether it be, you saw him on, uh, I think it was like a post on Twitter where he went to Frank Wright and he was like, run the damn ball. That kind of guy yeah. sets a tone. So if you give me that guy, I'm taking that guy all day long, even if it's a speed receiver. But if I do have a speed guy who can catch the ball, who can spread the defense out, who takes safety out of the box, take blitzes off the table and makes my, gives my quarterback a guy, I have to consider him over. So I'm always considering attributes, but, Mm -hmm. um, in a long story, I'm probably always going to take the offensive lineman and probably even to the detriment of me getting fired, I probably would take an offensive <laughs> lineman. <laughs> uh,
0: I had to put my two cents here, I think receiver, if you can get close to what the Bengals were able to do with a Jamar Chase and mm. Joe Burrow, because they didn't have the best offensive line, but we heard about it at the Combine, too, from They Coach were Fluse. bad. They were bad. They were bad. Second <laughs> half of that Super Bowl. And
1: so was the play calling in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. They were bad.
0: They really bad. were. Coach Floos, said, you know, at the Combine as well, like, you know, we're going to get the ball out quick. That's imperative. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if, yep. you, if that is going Which to is be – Which is interesting
1: because it's not what Justin Fields does. Right. Sometimes on like RPOs and stuff, it looks like he's just chilling out there. right? He's not really snapping that ball out of there. So it's an interesting comment, and I want to see uh, what they do to change. I'd actually be interested to go to their camp and see what drills they implement. Right, Janoco, Getzey. Like how do you teach a guy – To get the ball out fast, because for as long as I played in the NFL as many quarterbacks I've seen play, I I don't know how much I've ever seen that improve. Now, Justin Fields can get outside the pocket. He can use his feet. There's a lot of things he brings to the table that that helps him for not getting the ball out fast. But that comment alone there, to me, was kind of a disconnect. Mm -hmm. Like, well, that's not what your quarterback does well. It's why he dropped in the draft.
0: I was going to say, that's something that's been happening since his time yes. at Ohio State. So that's nothing new that happened after he got drafted to become mm-hmm. a Chicago Bear. I'm still going to say receiver, because I do believe if you have those playmakers... What I'm kind say, of receiver are you talking about? The speedy kind the speedy of guy. guy. There's a guy uh, that I want to kind of debate with Nick here, too. Uh, so Jahan Dotson, someone mm-hmm. that if he somehow falls to number 39, would be super intriguing to me out of Penn State. Uh, he just seems to have that it factor. He wants to be you know, someone that is special. He's been... Uh, saying that you know catching a football is therapeutic to me. I've been laying mm-hmm. in my bed since I'm four years old, just tossing a football up and catching it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always love to hit the jug machines. I think you become you know, best friends. He with worked
1: the- on that story with the psychologist in their aging group. Hey. they worked on. They created that story for him. That whole so you got to watch when you're at the combine now. See? They're telling you exactly what you want to hear.
0: Uh, that's, I mean, it was music to my ears. You're right. All right. I'm just saying,
1: make sure you turn the film on, and the film matches the music. Okay, make, well, has, I'm just saying, make sure the film matches the music.
0: I think he has perhaps one of the best hands, you know, in the entire draft class as well. Okay. He's sure-handed, has a sure-handed. What was his
1: forty yesterday?
0: Four. Can you pull that up? Four, four, a four-four-three.
1: Four, this guy was flying. They were flying. They were all flying. <laughs> they were flying yesterday. And what's what's his size?
0: Uh, so he is. That would have been a great one to put on the graphic too. I think he's 5'10", 200 ish. Let's see if I can. Th- I have it over here as well. If mm. I can pull it up. If Wi-Fi works. 511, 180, give or take. Mm. Okay. Smaller guy. So I know Did he, he is- not
1: run the shuttle or?
0: I don't think so. Oh, what's he scared of? Ooh. Ooh. Scared money
1: don't make money. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, so thirty six
1: vertical men
0: that is jumping. Look at this guy,
1: four four three. <laughs> Those guys yesterday, isn't it? that was crazy.
0: It really was. Like you said, all it was like a Olympic track. Team it really there, was, just man. Running out there. Yeah. Hey, he was on his track team in high school. Dodson there you was. go. There you go. Mm. So I know Nick. We both have articles that came out on allchgo.com here today. Uh, I wrote one about Dotson being someone I thought would be a perfect fit, uh, both from the mindset perspective as well as what I see uh, on the on field as well and you brought up you know David Bell someone you wrote your article on mm-hmm. and if you can pull up what Bell's able to do you know at the combine as well you see mm-hmm. that 46540 he wasn't now, part of the track. now the
1: MVP of the Super Bowl ran a 462 right mm-hmm. weird
0: so here's the thing with David Bell weird.
2: though <laughs> here's, a, here's the That's thing weird, man. yeah he's uh he's not one of the, he's not the speedster guy but what Ryan Poles was talking about what he wants in a wide receiver are different attributes mm-hmm. in terms of speed and, they have a guy like that in Darnell Mooney. He definitely has speed. They don't have a guy that led the Big Ten since 2019 in receiving guards and receptions. Someone that stylistically looks very similar to an Allen Robinson. Mm. Does a lot of that jump ball, able to get off the line of scrimmage, beat press, can be a security blanket for a guy like Justin Fields who doesn't have enough weapons as we kind of talked about here. But right. completely different wide receiver than your guy will, mm-hmm. especially in that speed aspect. And, like, when you look at all these numbers, they're – they're not, when compared to that wide receiver class that went yesterday, it's not in his favor as the, the workout combines with. But ultimately, it comes out, can he play football? Can he get mm-hmm. open, beat the man in front of him, and, you know, be a playmaker for him? And I think he definitely can.
0: Now, yeah, did well you not said. listen to Owen? He said, you know, don't go for the possession guy here. At number, <laughs> at pick number he number open, No, man. It's, he gets open. Uh, he does. He, uh, he does have good route running. He can get open. Uh, but if you're in the chat and you're wondering, you know, if you have an opinion on either Dotson or Bell, you know, one over the other, let us know. I would love to kind of see uh, where everyone heads is at. I see a, a, is that a super chat or just a normal chat? Just chat? Yeah. So I see people talking about Watson, Christian Watson from uh, North Dakota state. That yeah. Guy. He's, he's really good too. I watched him at the
2: that senior guy. bowl and yeah. you could tell he, he was good because he was the first wide receiver in all the drills and he just looked like he, he could play. I
1: like, don't think he's going of the first round. I don't think he gets out of the
0: first round.
2: Yeah, well, and then there
0: goes the hope right yeah, there, I just diminishing no. it. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> the stock just keeps rising yeah. exponentially. Yeah, yeah, no, he's awesome. He's awesome. Yeah. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. I know he was telling reporters, you know, I look at Mike Evans and Julio Jones as people that I want to kind of be. Mm-hmm. I would love to have a Mike Evans type, Julio Jones type mm-hmm. uh, here in Chicago. Uh, I know, like, you know, you can throw Allen Robinson as like maybe a sub-tier of a similar type of receiver, but Watson's well, so much bigger, 6'5", I believe. He's a tall And he can move, dude, Chris yes, route runner.
2: Yeah, he's, he's impressive.
0: There's mm. so many options, you know, that the Bears can kind of, you know, entertain here. And uh, unfortunately, I think before the draft, before the combine, I mean, like Watson was someone that, you know, the Bears could have definitely had another radar fans were talking about, but as Olin said, like, based off of what he was able to do at the combine last night, his interview, although probably super prepped, super prepped, super prepped, <laughs> went really, really well. And, you know, he did Not have some I wasn't going to go. I wasn't no. going to go there. I like, <laughs> yeah. what happened there? <laughs> I just, just, I wasn't
1: prepped. Let's put it that way. So. Uh, I, I was giving them the real answer. You know, like the questions were like, um, do you think you'll be good in the NFL? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I, got no, I got no idea. So they were like, lacks confidence. I was like, gosh, I didn't even know that. I didn't know I lacked confidence. You know what I mean? Would, would you punch your teammate again? Yeah, probably. <laughs> if, that, if that same situation happened, yeah, I probably would. Uh, so so Mike Dicka um, pulls me into a room in in, in Indianapolis. And like you know you sit back in the day, you sit in a chair, right? And he's they're like, coach, this is only Cruz. And so he like sits up on the bed, lights a cigar, pours, pours himself some whiskey and tells me, tell me, the, tell me the story about when you got to fight with your teammate at Washington. So I told him the story and he looks at me, he goes, would you do it again? I said, in the same situation, probably. And he laughs and goes... I just wanted to hear the story. I don't need a center.
0: <laughs> oh. I just wasted
1: 20 minutes of my time trying to impress you with this fighting story because it's Mike Dicker. I figure he likes yeah. the fight. If any coach here likes the fighting story, it's probably Coach Dicker, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but but that didn't work out well for me. But I ended up in
2: Chicago. That's awesome. Okay.
0: <laughs> I think we're all thankful that it all ended up exactly the way exactly. it did. Uh, I see a few more super chats. I know we're almost about time, you know, out here for uh, for the day on our episode. Uh, do you want to throw those uh, super chats up here for yeah, us? We'll awesome. <laughs>
2: Which of you three uh, would win in the Oklahoma? Dr- well, we already know the answer. It's I
1: ain't doing Oklahoma. You guys would win. I'm dodging you guys. I've been hit too many times in my life. I'm, I'm <laughs> All right, so it. unexpectedly,
2: I'm going to win. <laughs> I guess you didn't Wait, get that. Well, one. well, well is he's,
1: so, well, he's so. a wing T quarterback now.
2: Hey, so True.
1: you were a slot receiver. That's not even a position. I, were you guys in a
0: spread wing T? Yes.
1: So yes. you were the guy facing in at the tackle.
0: At times, yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah.
1: Gotcha. I love that. So, <laughs> I love
0: that. Real quickly on that Oklahoma drill, uh, eighth grade, uh, I did not play eighth grade middle so, school So football. first of all, for, yes, like
1: describe your Oklahoma drill to me.
0: So that would be uh, two linemen, mm-hmm. a linebacker and a running back. Okay. Uh, Coach two bags. The yeah. Yep. And then you kind of just go after each other. Yes. And I like Let's it. see what happens. So, you got it. Nailed it. So eighth grade did not play eighth grade football. My mm-hmm. mom's like, hey, try cross country. Uh, lucky enough, as you can tell with my build, I was light enough to still play Pop Warner. So mm-hmm. I did two sports at the same time. Everyone just dogged me for it. entering, you know, freshman year football. Mm. We got the, the pads on for the first time. I was pissed off. I'm like, I'm ready to show okay. some people. Get out there. Killed the Oklahoma drill so much. That so, wait, what,
1: what position were you playing the Oklahoma drill?
0: Uh, all of them, actually. I was killing it. Like, they would rotate. <laughs> so, in terms of, like, See, now, the that, see, now that's, a,
1: that's the problem we don't have film. You can just say anything, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know.
0: All right, so when like, Will, like, well, we
1: like you, but I don't know if this is true. This story is pr- a bit. All right. Is a so bit. when I was
0: playing defensive line, <laughs> My hands were good. I can do this. Your hands were good? Yes, I can. What do you mean by good hands? Yes, sir. So I can rip someone away, shed the block. I can do a swim move that no one knew, apparently, uh, in high school. They were ducking their head on the ground.
1: (laughs) I've been caught by the swim move a few times. You know what they call that, right? Head down, arm over later. (laughs) 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 That's
0: what they call that. So did that. They said, you know, Will did so good. My freshman coach just put me over to the defensive end. Okay. Main head coach for the varsity team saw me over there for two seconds. Like, get your ass back over with the wide receivers and <laughs> quarterbacks. That lasted a whole 20 seconds. 20, yeah, wow. It's one of those moments that oh, I always oh, look yeah. back on. For uh, sure, man. We have some more awesome. Super Chats. Let's get to them.
2: Yes, right. Super chat, love and support you guys. As always, keep rocking out and smashing. We, we're not messing around anymore. Sweet. Thank you so much. And, let's see, Diamond the Rough Prospect from this draft class. Also been a fan since you guys started, and congrats on the new show. Oh, Diamond Ooh, the Rough Prospect. I got one real quick. I okay. got one.
0: Sky Moore. He's someone that oh, I know man. maybe he's looking at as a little bit more polished now. Can he run a 4-2? Yeah, I was going to say, but he was under the ra- – he was like on the side podium. Was he really? Yeah, side like, podium. I, I saw yeah. him run
1: yesterday, man. I know. Jeez. Oh, yeah, they did not have him. two wise, right? Sky yes. Moore. yep. Yeah.
0: I wanted to ask him like. Is I think this after you ran,
1: Daniel Jeremiah was like, "That's why he has two two." <laughs> 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 if you run a four two nine, you can have the extra y Yeah, you <laughs> can do whatever you want. one uh, hundred yeah, percent. That's good stuff. That
0: is it, uh, that is, uh, it for the super chats. Uh, with the time, are we about yeah, there? All right. So I want to thank everyone for tuning into the inaugural episode of mm-hmm. you know the Ch. Go Bears podcast, Nick. We've came a long way, as we mentioned at the top of the show. Two guys, and you know, we met on YouTube, mm, uh, yeah. and been doing this podcast from our bedrooms, our dorm rooms, mm. our offices, uh, to this uh, sitting alongside Olin Cruz. Mm. I'm still kind of a lot of back padding going on. Uh-huh. A long way to yeah. go. <laughs>
1: the show hasn't succeeded yet. Now you just we true, just one show so far.
0: Well, I did 639 of the other, so I can't wait to see what the first. <laughs> not that I counted. Oh, actually, if you look, look 639 and a half. <laughs> there, something along those lines. But I just want to thank everyone again. Uh, up next, and you know, we'll be having more content here uh, throughout the day on this channel. Head over to allchgo com. Uh, if, if you're on Twitter, you'll see all of us kind of you know following one another. Uh, be a part of that frenzy as well. But. Uh, We'll talk to you on Monday, Mm -hmm. and I'm excited to kind of reconvene with these gentlemen uh, then. But until next time, bear down, Chicago. Bear down.